0: Welcome to the Leadership Update Brief. Today's entrepreneurs and business leaders face change and transition as a constant part of daily life. Inspired by stories of today's military veterans and service members, we embark on a journey to explore their transformations and equip ourselves with new ideas and motivation towards mastering the challenge of working with dynamic and changing environments. Here's the host of the Leadership Update Brief and the guide to your journey. Ed Brixey. Hello and welcome to the Leadership Update Brief on C-Suite Radio. I'm Ed Brixey and thank you for listening to Episode 3 of Season 2, The Coaching Leader. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com went down to one of my favorite pubs down in Boston, sitting down, enjoying adult beverage, some dinner, and struck up a conversation with the gentleman who was sitting next to me. Of course, as most businessy conversations go, what do you do? What do I do? It turns out he's a new project manager, just rising up through the ranks with one of the local tech companies here in town, and I do leadership development consulting. And so he looks at me, he's like, Well, I'm not really ready for that. I'm just getting into the management thing. I'm like, yeah, learn resources and definitely master that side of things before you start running people and helping build careers. But we started talking, and he eventually came out. He's like, You know, I had a really interesting conversation or interaction with my boss the other day. I'm like, you know what? Tell me about it. And he goes on, just basically, Hey, what happened? is we had a software rollout the other day and something got past my attention. Something got included in the rollout that shouldn't have been in there. And he's very candid I in saying that I fucked up, which I appreciate. He's like, we spent the time, we fixed it, we got things going again. It took us a couple extra hours of work, but it was solved and resolved and didn't really affect anything. It was mostly back end stuff. Okay, cool. Then he got thinking about it And he's looked at me he's like you know i really should probably tell my boss about this just to keep him in the loop let him know what's going on probably a good idea so what happened is he went on slack it's a tech company in boston after all hits up his boss hits up his boss's boss since his boss was out on on vacation and said hey i really need to talk to you about something so a few minutes later he finds himself in his boss's office or the big boss's office and his big boss is like, hey, well, what's going on? This is sounds pretty important. And he told him the story. Hey, I messed up. This got included in the latest rollout. We fixed it. And now I just wanted to give you a heads up just in case. I didn't want you to hear it from anybody else. I'd rather you hear it from me. And his boss hooks him. And so, so is everything cool with you? I, I thought something was wrong on your end. I was worried. And he's like, no, no, no. It was just this rollout, which we've solved. He's like, okay, so fixed? Yep, it's fixed. Just giving me an FYI. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And it was back to business as usual. I looked at him like, I wish half of the managers I've coached had employees with your level of initiative. Because I love, love, love hearing stories like this. Because this is, in leadership, everything that goes right. It's people taking ownership of their tasks and their responsibilities. It's great upwards communication. It's problems being resolved. And it's just everything that I love to see in coaching and leadership and mentorship really coming full circle, especially around a boss who deeply cares about the people in his organization. It's so cool to hear stories like that. Because when we look at leadership... Leadership today is about crafting a relationship. It's coaching your team members and facilitating their efforts towards accomplishing that mission. That's leadership. That's what we do as organizational leaders. Because business dynamics today, they're constantly fluctuating. And this coaching and mentorship philosophy in an organization helps you stay ahead of that. Because the many disruptions we face... The things that are changing within our markets, within our industries, within our organizations, within our lives, you can't have that strict command and control anymore, if you ever could. Implementing these types of coaching and mentoring programs, and yes, there is a difference between the two, is a cultural shift for any organization, if you want to do it right. And every like every other cultural shift, requires some time, some care, and some persistence, because in the end, we want to craft those strong relationships. And it's about the people within the company. So before we jump into things, please take a moment, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast service so you can make sure you get some of the latest episodes as they start coming out. Coming back, I want to make sure that we have a couple great reads for you guys. All of these articles will be linked within the description for the podcast. And I've created a couple articles that have been have come across my desk. They're all from Harvard Business Review this time. And they focus on this mentorship and this coaching idea within organizations. So as we start building these things out, there's an article from W. Brad Johnson and David G. Smith where real mentorship starts with company culture, not formal programs. And this goes right back to an idea I've often talked about where cultural imperatives can't be forced. The cult, the dynamics of the culture of the organization, it's an end state. And it's an end state of a lot of different variables and a lot of things coming together between company history, people's attitudes, just the way that the leadership in has guided that organization through either good or turbulent times. And it's this amalgamation, amalgamation of all of that. And putting a formal program on top of that to try to enforce it, it either defeats the purpose or never quite fully fits in well. And when we look at mentorship, which is really the informal relationships within organizations, that's a large piece. The article goes on. It talks a lot about what they call mentorship in the moment. And by going past these formal programs, you create these centers of influence. You have you know who the individuals are who can help provide that feedback and the ideas towards problem solving specific issues. So for rising employees, they have somebody that they can go to that they can strike up a conversation. It's a great dynamic to have in any organization because this little those little informal connections break down a lot of the barriers and help provide a little bit of insights for new people or for people who are experiencing specific challenges and they know where to go to get some information about hey how do i make this better so a moment by moment mentoring plus if you have certain people and some relationships come out of that that can further grow into larger career development mentorships or larger scale problem solving it's all the better because you at least have this first foot in the door versus going up to a new employee and saying hey hey jim your mentor is going to be sally well, Jim and Sally might not have the correct personalities that work well together. Sally might not have all the answers to Jim's questions. And it just, that formalized basis of it, it almost excludes everybody else who might have some better answers for Jim in that case. So being able to create that networked mesh of, hey, here's our subject matter experts. If you have a problem and you need some solutions or you need some ideas for how to work with something here's somebody you might be able to go to. And just leaving it open helps. It doesn't force the issue. And if you know people are struggling, maybe having some of those subject matter experts do a little bit of outreach just to make sure that people are on top of things. Second article that we look at covers what makes a lot of those informal networks work. And the article is Enemy is the Ego is the Enemy of Good Leadership by Remus Haugard and Jacqueline Cartier. And it talks a lot about the risk of rising leaders within organizations. And one of the largest risks is that ego piece it's people getting a chip on their shoulder or people becoming strong willed or strong minded as they suddenly find themselves in leadership positions. This reminds me from my time back in the service where you would see somebody put on stripes for the first time and all they wanted to do was go out and smoke joe and make the privates do push-ups because now they were the sergeant and they were bitter that somebody made them do push-ups leadership doesn't work that way and as you get promoted as you grow you need to learn to be a little bit humble you need to slow your role. you need to realize that your position exists because of the hard work you've done in the past, but all, and you're continuing to be successful in your position is now dependent on the people doing that hard work that you used to. And so being able to craft those relationships, being able to remember that leadership's about people and that this barrier exists, that if you find yourself insulated in your corner office where you're just overseeing the whole show and it's like pulling levers on a machine, you're probably doing it wrong. It's about getting out. It's about rolling up your sleeves. It's about interacting with people. It's about finding information because your viewpoint's going to be skewed now. You're not going to see the ultimate what's happening on the shop floor. So you need to physically find ways to get back down there, to interact with people, to craft those relationships, draw the appropriate boundaries, but don't ever, ever, ever hold yourself higher or have this expectation that you merit certain rights or endowments because you're now in charge it doesn't completely removes any type of true authority or even approachability that you might have had otherwise so keeping that thing in check and keeping that idea in check is truly important as you start to promote people within your organization or as you start looking at people who's going to be who are going to be promoted and you're finding ways to Start training them up. It's one of the number one things you should be looking for within rising leaders is, is this going to their head? And if it is, find a way to very quickly nip it in the bud. The last piece is a really a great article that summarizes a lot of these different dynamics in organization on the coaching side of things where their first article looked at a lot of mentorship and, that pro- and those programs, The Leader as a Coach by Hermina Ibera and Ann Schuller. And this is about being able to implement that type of coaching mentality within an organization and have that dynamic where supervisors are able to coach the people that are in their charge. Management is absolutely still part of this equation. Like I told the individual at the beginning of the story, that's some of the first fundamental skills you have to be able to manage. Because if you can't keep things on time and under budget, then putting people management into the mix and trying to work with all of the dynamics and the variables and all the problems that come with that, you might not just be ready for it. So make sure that that first project management piece is very well established in people. That resources, time constraints, and the trains are still running on time. Then we can start working towards crafting great relationships the collaboration and the cultural dynamics that comes with being a solid leader within an organization coaching is one of those skill sets that every leader has to have today because again looking at dynamic markets looking at disruptions remaining adaptable and improvising and working with what you have in order to solve complex issues that requires coaching skills that's never a command and control type of environment The article starts with giving some certain styles of coaching. And like all good consultants, they break it into a two-by-two matrix. I don't feel that the matrix really fits these ideas, but that's how they like to present it. And they look at four different styles of coaching, a directive, non-directive, and a laissez-faire approach, which are very self-explanatory for how you start working within people in, in a different organization. And their fourth approach, what they said was sort of the best one, of course, was situational. And for every leader, this is why coaching is so important, but it's not just being able to coach in one of these domains. You can't be just purely laissez-faire all the time. Certain people, certain situations, that's going to work great, but other times you're going to be much, need to be much more direct. So as with all of us skills as leaders, these three types of coaching need to be solid tools in our toolbox, We're always, as people, going to have those ideas in those areas where we're going to feel much more comfortable than others. We might feel very non-directive. That's where we're comfortable. That's how we like to act. But eventually, we're going to find ourselves in that situation that requires a very direct approach. And having that tool in our toolbox, knowing how to use it and implement it, and knowing when to use it and implement it makes a huge difference. So always, always... Remember, as leaders, we have to be the adaptable ones because we're working within a variety of situations, with a variety of people, and every time is going to be a little bit different. And our one-size-fits-all approach is never going to work. The second model that they approach in there I've liked a lot because it's just a very analytical approach. When you're looking at a coaching problem, being able to say, here's our goal here's the reality, the situation that we find ourselves, and here's the different options that we have. It's a very decision-making traditional style protocol, but there was a nice layer they put on the end for the coaching approach where they called it will. And they asked two questions in that first is what will you do? What what are we going to do given all these options, given this situation, and here's what we're trying to accomplish. What, what would you do? it's putting it back into your coachy. as the coach it's putting it back into your coachy's court and saying hey this is what are you going to do about this i've got the tool we'll get you the tools but i need you to take action and the second piece is that are they going to take action it asks that how likely is it that you will do this and a direct ask towards that question which i love because suddenly not only is the ball in their court but you're asking okay have you got this And that right there, that's going to answer nine tenths of the prime because, hey, what will you do? I'll go do this. And then off they go. And next thing you know, nothing got done. Ask up front, is this likely? And if it's not likely, hey, if this has to get done, let's make sure it gets done. Or if this isn't the right, if you don't think it's likely, do you think it's the wrong solution or the wrong actions that we should be taking? So should we adapt and adjust? And having that as part of the conversation when you're a coach is huge because that is the one thing for coaching is being able to articulate the why. After you're done modeling behavior, after you're building capacity throughout the organization, after you're tearing down the barriers to make all those things possible, it's are you going to do this? Yeah or no. One way or the other and having that as a concrete part of that coaching conversation and using that in our iterations to make sure that things grow, improve, problems are solved and new opportunities are met in the best way possible. So what happens is having that piece provides that answer. All of these things within an organization are incredibly important there's a strong difference between coaching and mentoring. Mentoring is very informal. Coaching is much more formal and also provides that layer of accountability. Both provide answers and insights into situations. Both help with problem solving. Both are incredibly relationship-based. But that accountability piece at the end, that direct ask, what will you do and how likely is it that you will do this? And then holding them accountable towards those results That's coaching. You need both. Because usually with that accountability piece, it's going to be directly in your chain of command. It's going to happen. It's going to be your boss, your boss's boss, somebody you're going to that's providing that level of accountability and oversight. But you're not always going to want to go to that person because, again, the accountability and the oversight. And sometimes you just need ideas. So... Don't be afraid to find a mentor just to get those ideas and get the information. And don't be afraid as an organization to provide routes and informally create some of those networks where that is possible. So in the end, both very, very necessary pieces for all of the informal networks within your organization, necessary tools to have in the toolbox for every leader within your organization. And just remember, both provide facilitation and ideas and help problem solving. Coaches provide that accountability. But overall, like everything else we do in leadership, it's about finding the right ways to deal with the difficult challenges and finding new ways to take advantage of the opportunities that we see in front of ourselves, our teams and our organizations. Thank you guys. I really appreciate your listening. I welcome all of your comments. You can find me on social media, both Twitter and Facebook at BlueCordMGMT or on LinkedIn. Be sure to search for BlueCord Management. You can learn more about BCM at www.BlueCordMGMT.com. And as always, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast service. We're on most of them now. If you find one that we're not on yet, please let me know and I'll make sure that we get up there. And as always, we're available on C-Suite Radio at c C networkcom Thanks again. I look forward to continuing our leadership journey again soon. Have a wonderful day. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio show, I've got an incredible offer for you. Listeners to this podcast get 50% off the C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room you'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suite network.com/csr. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suite network.com/csr.